Welcome to another episode of the Storycatchers podcast. I'm your host and Storycatchers founder, Tara Polkani. Storycatchers' mission is to create community through shared story space, believing that we all have stories to tell. To find out how to tell your story with us, or to learn how you can listen to community stories at our live events, podcasts, recording booths, or workshops, head on over to our website, storycatcherscommunity.com. This story is actually a live recording of a story I told at our Storycatchers live event, Things That Go Bump in the Night. The first time that I saw a dead body, I was four years old. My dad was a minister at the time at a church in Illinois, and he had an arrangement with my mom, who was a stay-at-home mom, that if she was at her tipping point, could not stand to listen to one more question of mine or answer yet another request for string cheese or fruit snacks or just listen in the blathering way that only four-year-olds can do, um, that I could go into church with him to give her a little bit of a break. So needless to say, I spent a lot of time at the church. So ministers, when they're not getting ready to preach or preaching, they spend a lot of time with their parishioners, you know, people coming in and they're they're at dark places in their life. It's death, it's divorce, it's despair. So for some reason, they didn't overly appreciate having a four-year-old Nancy Drew wannabe in the corner taking notes during all of their sessions, asking them to slow down or to repeat themselves so I could get it down just right, or interjecting with things like, well, that's not very nice. (laughs) So I was told if somebody was coming into the building to go and explore. My dad thinking, it's a church. What possibly could she get into? And I was thinking... It's a church. What can I possibly get into? And this was a normal, you know, scavenger hunt around the church. And earlier that week, we had seen um, baptisms from the church happen. And I noticed that uh, the deacons, when clearing out the baptismal font, had left the door open in the back. And this was my place to go this time. So I took myself there and got myself in what was kind of like a manhole cover drain, not really meant for people to go through, but four-year-olds could totally do these things. So I got myself up in there and through it, only to hear it crash behind me, you know, ricocheting off the cement of the baptismal fount as it clattered shut behind me. But I pulled myself out of the baptismal fount, and I was in the sanctuary now, and completely dark, which that was usual for my expeditions. So I went about what my normal routine was, which was to scour all of the, the pews for leftover communion cups to see if I could lick the grape juice that was left over from the week before. Now thinking back to some of the people who went to church with us, I was like, really? That was not a really good idea. Um, And then I would try to see with both my hands out how many hymnals or Bibles I could knock over in one fatal sweep. So it was during this when I got to the middle of the sanctuary in the front row and I tripped on something. I went and put my hand out and I felt something cold. As I steadied myself up, my four-year-old eyes were right in line with the coffin and the old woman laying there. 
And while, you know, I was young, I still knew that something wasn't quite right. She wasn't sleeping because when I picked up her hand and dropped it, she didn't wake up. And normally my grandma woke up when I did things like that to her. And her cotton candy hair shook, but it didn't move fully. And I lost my four-year-old mind. I knew I couldn't come back the way that I came. So I ran back to the wall of doors, and they're locked. The deacons, of course, well-meaning men that they were, decided that they didn't want anyone stumbling into the sanctuary to find the dead lady before the funeral. So they had locked all the doors, not knowing that I would find my way in. So, of course, I spent time throwing all my four-year-old weight onto the doors, screaming, let me out, let me out, and crying and banging. And finally, on the row of doors, far away from where I was banging, which I thought odd at the time, I see a crack of light as the door opens. And a grown man stick just his head in with as much of his body as far away as possible, and he whispers, Mom? Is that you? Well, I knew I was in trouble at that point, so I did not look. I just went right through the hole that he made with his body and the door and did not look back. It was a couple of months before I could go to sleep without worrying that I was going to end up like that lady. I'm still totally turned off from cotton candy. I will not eat it to save my life. But it was a year later at uh, a potluck at the potato salad table um, that I heard tale of the poor man who had lost all sense of reality a year ago at his mother's funeral who swore that he heard his mother calling out from him from the grave to let him out before the funeral. And when he finally got up the nerve to go in, he saw she was out of place in the casket with hymnals and Bibles all around her. And he couldn't sleep for a year. You've been listening to Story Catchers. I'm Tara Polkati. I hope you'll join us next time and consider sharing your story with us because we all have stories to tell.